Well, how about this offseason? Is, is Perry building one of the best angel offseasons in the last 20 years? Now, don't get carried away. We're going to ask that question and we're going to compare it to three other really good off-seasons in the last 20 years, and then we'll come up with an answer together. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. We really appreciate that. Five stars, please. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for being here with us for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John. And that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Mike, we've been lifelong fans of this team, and we've seen a lot of Halo's off-seasons, and it's important for us to take a look back and compare to what Perry Manassian has been doing, and so we're excited to do that today. By the way, a programming note, this will be the last full week of Lockdown episodes for a while, Lockdown Angels episodes. We'll be going down to three times a week starting next week on Monday. So we'll likely see Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the most part. Uh, so we'll still be here for you through the offseason. We'll pick back up again once spring training starts to roll around and pitchers and catchers report. But this will be the last full week of five days a week of episodes. We'll get down to three starting next week. In the meantime, how about we get into our conversation for today? All right, I would I would love that because I really think that this offseason John has been one of the better offseasons we've seen in the last sure. really maybe 10 years, 15 years, let let's go 20 years. And so here's here's what we did. We are going to use these parameters to judge this offseason and compare them to other really good offseasons mm-hmm. and we used three filters. One that during that offseason, the GM filled a major need. Mm-hmm. Two, they found a really effective piece for the team. And then three, it led to some success on the field. Now, obviously, we don't know if these moves are going to lead to success. We're anticipating that. We're expecting that. If we don't, we're we're going to be mad. We're going to be real <laughs> mad. <laughs> so <laughs> Big mad. Um, big mad. Huge mad. So we, we, we don't know what's going to happen next season, but we feel like these moves have really drastically improved this team. So we're going to take a look at three off seasons. The first off season we're going to look at, John, is the off season from 2001 to 2002. Mm-hmm. And the Angels didn't make the playoffs in 01, and everybody knows what happened in 2002. In fact, we want to repeat that this next season but John the the biggest move in that offseason was a trade Mm -hmm. you want to talk about who we traded away we traded away Mr. Mo Vaughn to the Mets for Kevin Apier Mo Vaughn didn't want to be part of the Angels because he shortly said after the trade that the Angels weren't going to do anything and they were never going to win a World Series they would never win a World Series (laughs) and they went out and won it and he had a big nice slice of humble pie that season. He was coming off an injury filled year and missed the entire 2001 season. Yeah. And yeah. Kevin Apier had a strong year. He had 206 innings pitched. He went 11 and 10. And the Angels needed Kevin Apier for that 2002 rotation because previously it was Ramon Ortiz, Scott Schoenweiss, Jared Washburn, and Ishmael Valdez. Apier <laughs> brought the experience that was needed, and he was an innings eater, Mike. Yeah, that was a banger rotation, huh? <laughs> that, that feels like. <laughs> 
a rotation we've had in the last 10 years, man. Pat Pat Rapp. How about that guy? And how about Ishmael Valdez? There's a name you haven't heard of in a long time. Right. Of course, everybody, every Angel fan knows about Scott Schoenweiss and Ramon Ortiz. Jared Washburn, of course, was really great. When we talk about Kevin Apier, John, it throws me back to my high school years because he was a guy that pitched with the Royals and was really successful. Mm-hmm. And so I remember as a, as a young teen watching the Angels going, man, if we could just get Kevin Apier. So when we traded for him, I was fired up, and I know that he was older. He was 34 when we got him, but it was great to have him on the team. And then we surrounded him with another really successful pitcher. His name is Aaron Seeley, and Aaron came and slotted into this rotation. He was our number three, number four guy. And then we signed a DH named Brad Fulmer. He had Mm -hmm. played for the Toronto Blue Jays, and we brought him over to play DH. We had a guy named Orlando Palmero that that was uh, prominently playing the DH role, and then he ended up being a role player player for the O2 team and ended up being a really great role player. But not only did they make some trades to get some good pitchers and sign some good pitchers, John, they also they promoted some really good pieces and signed a guy who was a replacement player. So why don't you talk about those guys? The Halos had some good starting pitching in their system, and so they decided to promote a young, fresh-faced rookie John Lackey to the Heck starting yeah. rotation. Mike That gives me hope because we have a lot of young, fresh-faced rookie pieces in our system. So we might see this year's lackey emerge from who the Angels have in the minor leagues. They got Scott Shields, of course, who became a prominent piece in the bullpen. They signed Brendan Donnelly, who was a replacement player during the strike. So three moves right there, not not just trades and signings and things like that, but call-ups as well and so I think that they did everything that they needed to to prepare themselves well for the 2002 season Mike you were watching and you have been a fan and you were very focused on the halos that year how would you grade these moves you remember how you felt about them at the time I was excited about it it's hard to look back now 20 plus years later and 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 not give an a plus because they did lead it did lead to the world series but the thing that I really appreciated about what Bill Stoneman did here was that he got the pieces that we needed he filled the roles that we needed and and we got rid of the guy that the angels typically go and get it's that big money contract Mm -hmm. and they're going to play that one position and they're going to produce and perform but it doesn't necessarily mean that the team is going to produce and perform Mm -hmm. and Mo Vaughn was that guy when we signed Mo Vaughn I was fired up because Mm -hmm. it's Mo Vaughn he came from the Red Sox he was an MVP right and so I thought this was going to be a huge move for us when they traded him away for Kevin Apier as I mentioned I was excited about Apier but I was kind of bummed to not have Mo Vaughn on the team because I Mm -hmm. thought he'd be a great bat for us here's what's really interesting in 2000, the Angels had an incredible offensive performance that season. That's when Troy Gloss set the Angels record for home runs in a season. Mm-hmm. Tim Salmon had a banger year. Garrett Anderson had a banger year. And so offense really wasn't the problem here. So for them to go and get two really strong innings eater type of pitches, Aaron Seeley and Kevin Apier, that was huge. So I'm going to, just for that, I'm going to give this a high B plus, maybe a low A minus as I look at the season. And obviously, we, again, they won the World Series. It was a great move. But looking at those moves without knowing what the results would be, I would say high B plus, low A minus, because we didn't know who John Lackey was. We didn't really know right. who Scott Shields was. We knew who Brad Fulmer was. I was excited to see him come over, a left-handed bat, going to play DH prominently. And so I would say I would say B plus, high A minus. Looking back in, in your young eyes, what 
what would you give for these moves? What kind of grade would you give? Well, they filled out the rest of the roster with pieces that they needed. And I think that that is super important. And that reminds me of what Perry Manassian is doing. In fact, yes. when, when you say Orlando Palmero became a role player, what did that look like? He he was going to be one of the outfielders. So he would be in right field when Tim Salmon needed a day off. Mm-hmm. He would be in left field when Garrett Anderson needed a day off. And the best part was those guys could rotate to the DH spot and Brad Fulmer could play some first base. We had Scott Spezio there, but when Spees took a day off, Fulmer could play first base. So really what Palmero did is he gave relief to all three outfielder spots and the first base spot. And see, that's what I think Gio Urshela is going to provide ah, the Halos this season. I, I think see what you're doing there. <laughs> when you said role player... That's immediately where my mind went to. I thought of Urshela. I think that he'll be able to slot in anywhere in the infield that they're going to need him. Obviously, shortstop is not his best position, and we're hopeful that the Angels will make a deal for a shortstop here sooner rather than later, Right. or they'll have somebody else play that role. But when you said he was a role player, it got me immediately thinking of Gio Urshela. So I, I really like this offseason. I think it's a great template for what the angels need to do and they get away from the the big bats who are kind of costing them everything and spreading out the wealth and promoting some young players giving them a chance especially pitching i think it's great and it proved to work out well for the halos in that offseason Coming up on Locked On Angels, John is going to defend the signing of a pitcher whose performance flew under the radar. John is a big fan of this guy. Locked On Angels is brought to you by Simply Safe. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, our friends at Simply Safe are giving Locked On Angel listeners 40% off their award-winning security system so that your family can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Simply Safe is a whole home security system with HD cameras for inside and outside of your home. They also offer you advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, and they even have hazard sensors that detect fires and floods and other threats to your home. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, being safe is convenient and easy. You can stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. You can arm and disarm, unlock for guests. You can access your cameras. You can also adjust your system settings. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that is recommended by Locked On. Get 40% off a new Simply Safe system by going to this website, simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. And there's no safe like Simply Safe. We want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. Hey, Mike. You and I are big Niner fans, and they were talking to the hosts of Locked On 49ers on Locked On Sports Today about Brock Purdy and his (laughs) successful outing against, oh, a little person named Tom Brady. Now, that's just our team, and Locked On Sports Today is going to cover every league, every team, all the biggest stories, all the biggest games, and you can get it all in like 22 minutes a day. So if you want to catch up, if you want the Wikipedia of all the important games (laughs) and stories that are happening out there, go check out Locked On Sports today. It's the best decision you can make if you want to catch up on everything going on league-wide, sports worldwide. Locked On Sports today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, PM the GM is having a pretty great off-season 
so far, and we love his moves. And so we decided to ask the question, is this one of the best off-seasons we've had in the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. So we looked at the off-season from 01 to 02. Now, John, let's take a look at the off-season from 03 to 04. Now, 2003 was a tough, tough year. Mm-hmm. The Angels were given the opportunity to run it back. So they really didn't make any big moves. They just let the same team kind of come back and allow them to try to win it again. And I distinctly remember this season because I was at the game where Brad Fulmer was running down the first baseline and he blew his knee mm. out. And that mm-hmm. was maybe June. I think it was it was in the summer and and I remember we were playing Seattle and and it was it was a rough it was a rough game because we lost that game and then we lost Brad Fulmer and he was kind of the energy in that locker room and the uh, fire in that lineup and when he went out it was like losing Mike Trout. It was like losing Anthony Rendon. It was that type of loss, even though he wasn't that big of a player. Mm-hmm. His presence was that big. And so the Angels finished 77 and 85. Unfortunately, we've seen that record <laughs> be consistent in the last few years, right? Yeah, without a World Series happening before it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So here's here's what the Angels did that year. They they replaced Vlad Bla- uh, uh, Brad Fulmer uh, with Two guys that you might be familiar with if you're familiar with the Angels. A guy named Jeff Devanin. Mm-hmm. You remember that name? He was I a guy do. who hit for the cycle once for the Angels. And then, of course, everybody's favorite name to yell, Sean Wooten. And it was Woo when he would get out there. He was great in, in 2002. And then they had the same pitching staff when they came back. So Bill Stoneman was the GM, and he needed to make some changes. So, Johnny, let's talk about a couple of the changes that he made. And these, man, talk about meeting some needs. He went and got the pieces that we needed that season. Yeah, the first thing that happened was they, they needed some outfield pieces because Scott Spezia was gone. Erstad moved to first base by virtue of that. So what did they do? Bill Stoneman went out and signed, oh, just a a little-known name, Vladimir Guerrero, who Heck happened yeah. to go on to win the MVP that season. Mike what a had season. a 989 OPS, 39 home runs, 126 RBIs. Good grief. They wow. signed Jose Guillen, who had an 894 OPS, 27 home runs, 104 RBIs. Things didn't end up too well with uh, Jose, but he did right. play well during the year. He got into a little brouhaha with Mike Sosha, and so they they cut him loose. Yep. Then they signed Kelvin Escobar, who went 11 and 12 and had 208 innings pitched. Kelvin had kind of a very underrated tenure, he I did. think, with yep. the Angels. Yeah. Uh, Bartolo Colon came in. We all know big sexy Bartolo Colon. He went 18 and 12. <laughs> Two hundred eight, <laughs> two hundred eight innings pitched that year. Was that a Cy Young season? Was that no? The next season was the next, next year. Uh, was got the year it, that he got won it. Cy Young, yeah. But Mike, two guys with two hundred innings pitched—that's pretty crazy. And John Lackey had one hundred ninety-eight innings pitched right. that year. So the right. Angels were not in need of of pitching after some of those moves. They had innings eaters and and proven success stories. And then you go out and get the guy who won. MVP that season in right. Vladdy Guerrero. So some great moves made that offseason. Yeah, and then a, a little guy named Sean Figgins actually was given the opportunity to start. Uh, Troy Gloss was hurt at third base. He only played in around 50 games that year. So Sean Figgins played a little bit of third, and then they moved some pieces around, and he played kind of all over that season. And the Angels finished 92-70 and 70 Ooh, that baby. season. So, Johnny, how would you grade 
these moves, Vlad Guerrero, Jose Guillen, they went and got Bartolo, they got Kelvin Escobar. I mean, those are some pretty big moves, and they filled the needs that was desperately needed on this team that season. Mike, I really like this offseason. I think it's an A all the way, and that's even without, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, and you could see how well they did that season. Yeah. But, I mean, gosh, you Vlad Guerrero, huge signing. Bartolo Colon, great signing. Kelvin Mescobar, innings eater, underrated signing. Great. Jose Guillen, power bat, giving you all that, <laughs> those 27 home runs, those RBIs. And then having John Lackey pitch that much, uh, which I think is just the the icing on the cake. That's the kind of offseason you want to see from the Halos when they go out and make big signings like this. Yeah. Because there was enough wealth to go around the whole team and address the needs that they had. Because like you said, Erstad moved to first base. They need an outfielder. Who do they get? Oh, just one of the best of all time. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah. And, and so I just think that this is not only a successful season because of the results, but a successful offseason because it addressed the needs. And that's exactly what we're seeing this offseason because we haven't gone out and gotten a huge superstar, but we've we've padded our infield depth. We have superstars in Shohei and Mike Trout, and we added another arm to the rotation that we desperately need in Tyler Anderson. So if this is going to be a template, I think this is another great example of filling out the needs of the team. And I think Perry Manassian has done that. Hopefully he's not done. I don't think that he will be done. Yeah. But I got to say, this is an A for me. And then Sean Figgins, one of my favorite Halos oh, love of Sean all Figgins. time. Love Sean Just, Figgins. He created chaos on yes. the base paths. And, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, to have him at third base, oh man, just just how great is it to have him as the speedster on the team Yeah, and, and have him play third. So again, just some really great moves here. I, I really think that this is a, a, a off season to be learn from. How do you feel about this offseason and compared to what we've done so far? I give it an A and I'm going to give it an A for for two reasons. One, I know Jose Guillen's tender on the team, it actually didn't end well, but we have always had a hole in left field and Garrett Anderson's played over there, but he also played right field, he played center field, and that was the season where we were, we needed desperately needed somebody to fill in that hole in left field. And we Mm -hmm. found it in Jose Guillen. And I think the trade for Hunter Renfro is actually the guy that's going to fill that hole in the outfield that we we desperately needed to fill. And then think about how Erstad moved to first base. I'm thinking about how Ward's going to move to left field. Mm -hmm. And that's going to benefit our team because Renfro's a better right fielder. And Ward Mm -hmm. then will be able to play left field. And he wasn't bad in right but I think he's not going to have the wall to run into. And if we can keep him <laughs> on the field, right, he's going to stay healthy. Plus, he's got a really great bat. And I think that we saw the potential of Taylor Ward last season. And then the other guy that I really liked that they they signed is Kelvin Escobar. There was a lot mm-hmm. of questions about him. He was, a, he was a bullpen, kind of a swing guy, kind of like a Michael mm-hmm. Lorenzen, but maybe a little yeah. bit more... Uh, a, a bigger resume and, and Seth and, Seth Lugo is kind of <laughs> who we're looking at yep I was looking at Seth Lugo as maybe somebody that could be that you know what I really like about this Escobar signing is it makes it, it feels like that Tyler Anderson signing because mm-hmm. Tyler Anderson does have some questions he has he had that one really great season last year but years before he wasn't super
super successful. He was in Colorado, you know, and so that's a hard place to pitch. But Kelvin had those same questions. And and this season and the next few seasons, he ended up being a really solid piece. I mean, if we get 208 innings pitched out of Tyler Anderson this year, I would call that a success, right? Yeah. I would say that that's at least one of the boxes you would check as this was a really great signing. So I give this offseason an A as well, John. It would be tricky to see somebody like Anderson get 200 plus innings by virtue of the six-man rotation. Sure, so, sure. It, but I mean, 175, 180, I think still just strong because well, we are skipping, all the we're, we're going to skip that six, that six pitcher on those days off. Right. So maybe that actually really helps because Shohei could get 31 starts and maybe Tyler gets 31 starts and right. maybe perhaps he just throws a complete game every time he goes out there, John. <laughs> hey, how about that? He almost threw a no hitter against us. So we'll, uh, take that's, uh, we'll take that. Maybe he can do that against somebody else this season. Logged on Angels is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer to esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. Johnny, my youngest daughter in high school right now is saying that all of her friends are walking around with their phones tuned in to the World Cup and watching soccer and, and going nuts. She's not a soccer fan because she was raised in our home. We love baseball in our home, <laughs> but she was asking questions about soccer and wondering who was the best. So I actually went to, to betonline.net to see who was to actually have the trends move in their direction to win the World Cup. And so you can check out all of that right now at BetOnline. Plus, they have sports podcasts there that help you with your betting needs. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to their website today, betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Mike, this is an offseason that I feel very comfortable talking about, and that is the 2011 to 2012 offseason. Yep. You may have heard of it because there were some big moves right. this offseason and a lot of changes within the Halos as well. So let's review just a little bit. The Angels missed the playoffs in 2011 by finishing 86 and 76. They wanted more power in this lineup. They wanted a big bat. And they found one in Albert Pujols, who had just come off yet another World Series ring uh, with the Cardinals, and he was a free agent. He had 30 home runs, 105 RBIs, and an 8.59 OPS in 2011. Then the Halos needed some pitching. Yep. And they went out and got C.J. Wilson, who went 13 and 10 and had 202 innings pitched that season, the 2012 season, I should say, and. A lot of people seem to have a problem with the C.J. Wilson contract, yeah. and it's because it's all twisted and wrapped up in the Albert Pujols deal, because right. they happen to happen at the same time. Let me set the record straight for you right now Here we go. about C.J. Wilson. This guy, who didn't sign for a very expensive deal at the time, and when you look back on it, you can see that the deal was worth it. He's coming off a 16-7 and season in Texas, 2.94 ERA. Of course you're going to sign that guy. Sure. So he ended up going 13-10, and but he had a 3.83 ERA. He actually had the most starts at 34 games started. He pitched 202 innings in 2012. And then, in 2013, the disastrous year that the Angels had was somewhat saved <laughs> yeah. by C.J. Wilson, who went 17 
and seven with a 3.39 wow. ERA, better than 2012. He had 33 starts that year and 212 and a third innings pitched. 2014, a big part of that rotation that helped us win the AL West and have the best record in baseball. He went 13 and 10. He had a 4.51 ERA that season, so not his best season. But he still helped us get to where we wanted to go, and that was winning the AL West. Yeah. Then 2015, he went 8-8 eight and eight with 21 starts. I know he had some injury issues, but that was a more than affordable contract yeah. for the results that we got. So oh, please, for sure. Angel fans, I'm begging you, when you talk about bad contracts, please stop talking about C.J. Wilson with the Josh Hamiltons and the Albert Pujols of the world. So that's my tangent. This happened in the 2011-2012 offseason. <laughs> yeah. And then one more thing, Mike. The Angels needed a catcher because yep. previously they had Jeff Mathis the year before. They actually traded Tyler Chatwood. This was GM Jerry Depoto's first move as GM and yep. traded Tyler Chatwood to the Rockies for Chris Iannetta. Now, yeah. Chris Iannetta, decent catcher. And I, I've always been a little bit bitter because Chatwood went to Colorado and thrived in Colorado, which means right. he probably would have even been better in Anaheim. And then, of course, within the first month of the season, they promoted Mike Trout. They let yep. go of Bobby Abreu, and they brought up Mike Trout, who had spent some time with the team in 2011. He went on to win Rookie of the Year. He got second in MVP voting, which now you can make the case that he probably should have gotten first place, but everybody thought the Triple Crown was just too much to to celebrate with Miguel sure. Cabrera. Mike Trout had a 9.63 OPS. They didn't get to the postseason. They did win 89 games, and I will add that they traded for Zach Greinke halfway yep. through the season. Yep. And, and even though they had 89 wins and didn't make the postseason, they had a better record than the Detroit Tigers, who were first place in the Central. And unfortunately, we missed out on a wild card spot. And yep. had things looked like they do now, the Angels for sure would have been in the playoffs in that 2012 season. And so it's, it is frustrating. The Tigers had a worse record, but yet they were first place in their division and they got in and we didn't. Those are the 2011, 2012 off season signings. Again, Albert Pujols, 10 years, massive deal. We knew right. how that was going to go. We thought, Hey, we'll win in the first half and deal with it in the second half. That didn't happen. CJ no. Wilson is not as bad of a deal as people make it out to be. Of course, the trade for Chris Iannetta. Mike, how do you feel about this offseason? I'm going to give this a B minus. And, and the reason why I'm going to give it a B minus is I know it was Jerry's first real offseason to bring in some big names and do some big moves. And I feel like he did that. The problem is, is I, I just don't think that giving a huge contract was the smartest decision. Mm. Now, looking back, I remember jumping up and down and saying, we oh, got yeah. Albert Pujols, and I was thrilled with that. Um, now, I'm trying to think about how I felt in that moment, which would probably raise the grade a little bit. But overall, I would say it was a it was a B-minus offseason for the Halos. Here's the really interesting factor in all of this. Now that we have the extended wild card, the Angels would have made the wild card this season, and they would have made the wild card the previous season in 2011, based upon where the records were, mm -hmm. 
89 wins this season, 86 the year before. And we wouldn't be talking about getting Mike Trout to the playoffs <laughs> if the wild card was extended, right? And so right. that's the frustrating thing about these teams is that they were in contention and they were fighting. And I remember this year, at the end of the year, we were really fighting for a playoff spot. And then we got to the point where the last few games of the year, we realized we're not going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I also remember this year because Albert really struggled out of the gate. Yeah. And we were expecting him to do what Vlad Guerrero did when he first signed with us. And Vladdy came out of the gate on fire. Albert did not. Now, his numbers overall looked great. But as you pointed out on this show before, his OPS with the Angels was terrible. He had an OPS that was better with the Cardinals last season than any season he had with the Angels, right? And so that's just what was really frustrating about this year. So trying to get that bitter taste out of my mouth, I think I'm probably going to be very gracious here and give them a B minus. What would you give them? I would have to say the same thing. uh, Maybe a B because of course you're going to go out and get Pujols. Sure. And we know we know that Artie Marino was the the engine behind that, and they had just signed their big TV deal. And I think part of signing that deal was going out and getting a big time player in Albert Pujols to bring more eyes to the Halos in their Fox Sports deal. And of course, you're going to go get Pujols. And yeah. and time and history has taught us it wasn't the greatest idea to get him at you know 32 allegedly, and 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 make it a 10 year deal. Mike, we've seen several of those this offseason, and right. and a lot of these teams are banking on the fact that these guys are going to help them win now, and they'll worry about the consequences of these long-term deals later on. For me, I think it's a B. I think it's obvious you go out and get Pujols. It's obvious you go out and get one of the best pitchers at the time in C.J. Wilson. I know they needed a catcher in Chris Iannetta. I'm still a little bitter about letting Chatwood go in that one, sure. so that's why I I give it a B, but you got to trade out of wealth that you have. They didn't have pitching wealth, but they still made the trade that they needed to make. So again, I give it a B. Now, the season that we're currently having, the current offseason, is this better than any of these other three offseasons that we talked about? What do you think? I think that the 03-04 offseason is better than the offseason we're having right now. Agreed. I Um, think 03-04 is the best offseason. Because Bill Stoneman is king because he crushed yeah. it that offseason and he got exactly what we needed he promoted exactly who we needed to promote and it really turned the season around so I would actually slot this offseason out of the four we've talked about including this offseason I would slot it number two mm-hmm. behind the 0304 then I would do the 0102 and then I would do 2011 to 2012 I agree with that and and maybe I would put the 2001-2002 season above the one we're currently having just because of the results, but also the fact that they put some trust in guys like John Lackey and counted on some of the talent that they already do have. And we might see that this offseason. So we could be in for a surprise and some young stars coming up and surprising us in 2023. Well, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. Now for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. They share some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, be sure to give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think is the best offseason the Angels have ever had. Is it any of the ones we talked about today or maybe the current one? Let us know on social media by getting at us on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? We're going to play a little game called What If, and we're going to ask some really what if 
questions, some important questions about the Halos in 2023 tomorrow on Locked on Angels. That is if there's not any major breaking Halo news. And we would prefer late breaking Halo yes. news. <laughs> Sean Murphy to the Braves, Chris Bassett to the Blue Jays so far. Yep. And I uh, bet you there's more to come. And we'll be here for you if there is. Until then, my name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Angels. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.